in the summer with a teenage diplomat In the dumps with the mumps as the adolescent bumps his way into his head With a boulder on my shoulder feeling kind of older I trip the merry-go-round With this very unpleasing sneezing and wheezing the calliope crashed to the ground Good day, good day, everyone, and welcome to The Daily Sweep. I'm your host, Anthony Longhair LeClaire, and I'm joined by my fabulous co-host, the marvelous Marl the Mouse McCarty. What's up, everybody? And we have a question for you. Did you know that... On this day, in 1977, Manfred Mann's Earth Band scored a number one single in the U.S. with their version of the Bruce Springsteen song, Blinded by the Light. I didn't know that it was on this day, but I, I did know that that was a for Springsteen cover, which a lot of people don't. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that until you told me, actually. Yeah, because I have the Bruce Springsteen version on my phone and I listen to it in the car. And it's funny because I've had, I think, I can't remember if you said this or if it was like multiple people have said this, but I've had it playing in the car and people are like, oh, that's a weird cover song. I'm like, it's not. It's the original. It's Bruce Springsteen. And people are like, wait, what? I didn't say it was a weird cover. I think I might have asked who the hell that was. Yeah. But, I mean, I also, I'm not in an enormous fan of Manfred Mann so like I knew the song so I yeah like I knew there was a difference I guess to an extent but mm-hmm. to me still like we had this argument while I was recording the fucking song because I was like okay which one do you want to do and you're like well it changes what I was like it's the same fucking chords and you're like yeah but it's played differently like yeah but it doesn't matter it's the same fucking song so like because <laughs> to me it sounds the same because yeah they're they're the way they deliver the verses is slightly different but like the chorus, to me, is this, we're going to have another debate, so we're it's not okay. going to bother. Anyway. That's all good. <laughs> so, the track was the first single from Springsteen's debut album uh, from Asbury Park. Greetings from Asbury Park. But yes. I, um, it's amazing, because I, I understand that to be one of his like more popular albums. What was his, yeah. Because it was... it's his first album. Mm-hmm. But most people, it seems, don't know that that's his fucking song. Yeah, and it's kind of funny that way. But I think it's just because the Manfred Mann version was so huge, they just assumed it was Manfred Mann's song, and people were like, wait, that was Springsteen? Get the fuck out. Because he wasn't really famous for another decade, and like until really, like, um, I guess, like, when he came into, like, popular mainstream was sort of with, like, Born in the USA. Yeah. So, like... Everyone's fucking favorite Springsteen song. <laughs> um, so... I just realized this because, again, I'm so I'm not a, an enormous Springsteen fan, but everyone always says greetings from Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. And they neglect the New Jersey part of that album title, which I didn't realize was actually an official part of the album title. Well, there you go. I thought you were a real Springsteen fan. <laughs> oh, take my card away. Take my Springsteen fan card away. Yeah. I didn't include the New Jersey. Yeah. So... Um, so just to bolster what you had said previously while we were working on recording this, um, the Earth Band's version features several changed lyrics. The most prominent change is in the chorus, which we've talked about many, many times now, uh, where Springsteen's cut loose like a deuce is replaced with, replaced with revved up like a deuce. Uh, Springsteen himself has said that it was not until Manfred Mann rewrote the song to be about a feminine hygiene product that it became popular. Because everybody thinks that it's revved up like a douche. Yeah. But it's a deuce. It just sounds like he's saying douche. Well, 
when Springsteen says cut loose like a deuce, it makes it sound like he's having his morning shit. So, <laughs> I mean, good on you, Bruce. I mean, which, <laughs> I mean, it is in, in reference to a deuce coupe car. But yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> cut loose like a deuce. <clears throat> what the deuce? What the deuce? My favorite song that has deuce in it is a Beach Boys song. Deuce coupe? Yeah, my little do scoop. Anyway, no, doesn't matter. So, um, that was on this day in 1977. On this day in 2020, have you a question? I do have a question for you, and this actually kind of relates into like the beginning part of this episode. So, um, and I know this is this is going to be like a very subjective question, but um, which which cover song or cover songs? Um, do you think that the artist who covered it did a better job than the original song? See, here's the thing. Some some songs I'm not going to know are cover songs. I'm going to think they're the original, so I won't be able to tell you some of them, I'm oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. However, I will say, only because I think I think you're the one who told me this, that, um, that First Cause of the Deepest is actually by... It's uh, Cat Stevens. Cat Stevens, yeah. yeah. So Rod Stewart does a better version. Yeah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hands down. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever heard the Cat Stevens version. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed Rod Stewart does a better version. I think Sheryl Crow covered that. Yeah, and she I did. thought I thought she was covering Rod Stewart, and mm-hmm. turns out she's covering Cat Stevens, but either way, Rod Stewart wins. Mm-hmm. So there's that. That's fair. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I can I can tell you a lot of covers that are not better than the original. If I can go that way. I mean, you could, I can, yeah. I can go reverse. Mm-hmm. Like... Um, Every Metallica cover ever. (laughs) (laughs) Especially, I think it's, I think Avril Lavigne covered Fuel by Metallica for like the Metallica's like egos and icons thing. It was like a promo thing on, I can't remember, maybe it was VH1 or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, so all sorts of bands did covers of Metallica songs. Like Korn did one, which was actually pretty good, but it's not better than the original. Mm -hmm. Um, fuck, I I guess um, Manfred Mann does a better version than <laughs> Springsteen. Yeah. And, and I, I say that not as a particular fan of either, but only because that's the version everyone fucking knows. Well, that's the thing, too. Um, yeah, so I have... I've got a, a couple answers for this question. My, the first one that, I, that came to my mind when I thought about this question was... Um, the Bare Naked Ladies cover of Lovers in mm. a Dangerous Time. They fucking kill that song and i in a good way yeah in a, absolutely in a good way um i've listened it's it's originally a bruce coburn song and i've listened to the original and it's it's okay like i'm sorry bruce coburn not that you're listening but like <laughs> i i don't know i just think the bare naked ladies do a better job of really catching the vibe of that song, which is interesting because Bruce Coburn wrote the fucking song. But, mm-hmm. like, the way that they perform it, like, really, you know, works to the lyrics of the song, whereas, like, the um, Bruce Coburn version is, like, a bit more poppy, and I'm, like, not crazy about that. But one, for sure, that I, that I and I know, I don't know if you'll argue with me on this one, but... Hmm. Um, Oh, and I'm pretty sure since you phrase it that way, I'm probably going to. Um, and that is uh, David Bowie covering Wild is the Wind. I Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know why I didn't think about that because we were I, talking about it on the stream yesterday when we played mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, because I I thought you were actually gonna gonna say that one, and I was surprised that you didn't. But, yeah, um, I, my mind forgot about last night and moved on to today, so yeah, I was just like, because oh. that his version of that song, um, the very first time I heard it, and you were the first one who showed it to me, mm-hmm. and I I'm pretty sure I'm the only one who showed. It yeah, to you, <laughs> yeah, you introduced me to the song, and I cried when I listened to that song, and yeah. I still do because it's beautiful. Like it's. Oh, it's just so haunting. Yeah, I will agree. Sorry, Johnny Mathis, because uh, I do love Johnny Mathis as mm-hmm. well. But yeah, David Bowie does a a superior job for sure. Oh yeah, he totally blows that song right out of the water. Like, and since it's... since you were talking shit about Bruce Coburn, um, I'm gonna take the time to talk shit about another artist who is definitely not listening. Um, and that is, so a cover version that I like better of someone's is a cover I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of Gordon Lightfoot's Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the reason why I like it better, and I know we've talked about this a bunch, <laughs> is that, it's first of all, it's already got like seven fucking verses, okay? It's already a lengthy song. Mm-hmm. You don't need to add the... Between every fucking verse. And it is so entirely 70s that it's like, it's stuck in that... Like, people play it today, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who listens to that whole song all the way through often and is like, yeah, I'm getting really something out of this. I'm sure people do, like, mm-hmm. whatever. But I personally, I one, I just play the guitar and sing, so I don't have all the extra shit going around. But it, I, I like to try and make it more of a real story than this, like, weird attempt to be ethereal and serious while making it so super 70s which obviously i guess wasn't in his control at the time because it was the 70s so you know but (laughs) i mean fair but the the added instrumentation all that stuff just it always every time i listen to the version like the original again which isn't too often anymore but when when i do hear it i still like the song it's just like why do you add all that extra shit Mm-hmm. Just tell us that story. It's a, it's an intense story. That's all you need, right? And then just let your voice f- color the story rather than having all this extra shit. Yeah. And his voice is capable of doing that, or at least it was um, when he wrote the fucking thing. Like I don't mm-hmm. know how we would do it now. Oh, uh, like I heard him play it five years ago when I saw him live, and it sounded great. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, so, we do end up seeing him this year. Yeah, but, I anyway. hope so too. Um, but yeah, so there's a, that's just a cheeky example for me. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I, I kind of agree with you on that one. Like I, I do love the song very much, but like, I, I kind of agree with you in the fact that like, it's, you don't have to extend it with that electric guitar. And like, you could do that if like, I feel like it would even sound better if it was like a tin whistle or like a, like a fiddle or something mm-hmm. like, you know? It's it's the electric guitar that like that like twangy sound that really makes it very seventies. And it's between every verse. Yeah, it's, you don't need it between every single verse. Like even if you did the tin whistle. Anyway, we're getting off topic because this yeah. is just one song and we could we could harp on it forever. But um, another one I was thinking of that, and I don't know because it, he takes the version like his version of the song is a different genre. After the like, it's completely different. But I happen to like Chris Cornell's voice a lot better than Michael Jackson's. Mm-hmm. 
just because that's my more my style of music and closer to something I can actually fucking sing, right? Yeah. Um, and I do love both of them. But Chris Cornell's version of Billie Jean... Is awesome. Mm. When I first heard that, and then when I played it at gigs, people were like, what the fuck? That's like such a cool cover. And I was like, yeah, I didn't arrange that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess... Uh, so we turn the question to you guys. What covers do you think are better than the original? Let us know in the comments. And also, if you have any music-related questions for us, also leave those down in the comments and we can answer your questions on the podcast. Yeah. And we'll even give you a shout-out. We will. Um, if that's a thing you want. Yeah, if you don't want us to say your name, then you can tell us not to, but... I'm assuming most people probably won't care. Say my name, bitch. Um, say... What's your name? Tony. Fuck you, Tony. Um, well, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Right. So, there will be a single sweep episode released uh, this evening featuring Leanna Chapman's new single, Therapy. Yeah. So, look forward to that. Yeah. So, do check that out. Um... We previously covered her, her debut single, Sin. Yes. So, um, and she's working on, I believe she's working on a whole EP. So mm-hmm. it's just a nice little succession of singles um, with a fairly short gap in between. So good and productive. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so do check that out when that goes live. And uh, that is your daily sweep for the day. So we'll be back tomorrow to sweep something else out from underneath the proverbial rug. We'll see you guys. Some all hot, half shot was heading to the hot spot, snapping his fingers, clapping his hands. And some flesh pot mascot was tied into a lover's knot with a what knot in her hand. Now a young scout with a slingshot finally found a tender spot, throws his lover in the sand. Some bloodshot, forget me now, whispers daddy's with an earshot, save the buckshot, turn up the band. And she was blinded by the light. Oh, cut loose like a deuce, another runner in the night, blinded by the light. She got down, but she never got tired, well, she'll make it all right. Like and subscribe. Do it.